Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is your host, Brigham Meekum. Today, we're going to talk about depression that comes after leaving Mormonism. This is more of a serious topic, and I hope you guys can learn something out of it. Hope you guys enjoy. So I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about depression that many ex-Mormons get after leaving because the last episode we talked about the freedoms you get and it's not all cheerful and glorious when you leave. It's not immediately a great thing. It's often all those freedoms and the great things often come after um, some depression that's felt and some sadness you start feeling. And this depression you can get after leaving Mormonism, it's caused by a lot of things. And this kind of faith transition depression is very common amongst people who are leaving their religion. They've been with their whole life. So one of the big ones that causes kind of depression after you leave is family. Um... Many ex-Mormons are isolated and rejected from their family after they leave. And I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, Their whole family is Mormon, so they leave. And their family just rejects them because they are no longer part of their faith. Um, They don't believe the same things they do. Um, Their family sees them as wrong, um, not good people anymore. And then... A lot of them will just quit talking to them and shun them. And that's a very big thing that can lead to people being sad because they no longer have their family supporting them. And this is unfortunately very common. Um, Fortunately, there is some people that are not rejected and isolated by their family. Um, Their family will still be around them. They still accept them, but... um, you can still kind of develop depression from this related to their family because they may not be able to um, kind of relate to them anymore. It's kind of hard to talk to them about things. You're growing your own life that many of your family members might not approve of. Like you might start drinking. You might um, part, You might go into an industry that's not really deemed, how do I say it? acceptable by the church, things like that. Um, You can't do things around your family that you do at home. You have to hide like this new personality you get from your family because they don't accept it. Just stuff like that. And there are some families that really don't care. They They let you do what you want and they won't say anything. They don't bat an eye. Those families are the best ones. That's what a real family is. But unfortunately, there's a lot of families who will completely reject you, throw you out, won't talk to you again, and just no longer see you as a part of their family because you left their religion. And Mormons prioritize their religion above everything else, almost everything else, I should say. Um, like, I have an example of my brother. Like, I've been helping him practice driving he just got his driving permit so I've been letting him drive my car and I'll sit there and kind of watch him drive and help him out teach him how to drive and like 
I've realized I do a lot of things that I can't talk to him about, like, and he, he kind of, like, talked about church a bit, and I was just kind of, like, stood there quiet, like, um, I don't, I can't really relate to you right now, even though they still think I'm okay with the church, and that's another big thing, like, a lot of people will leave, and then they, like, are still hiding the fact that they have mentally checked out. So they're carrying this false image in front of their family that they're still in. This can cause depression because they're not living authentically. Um, and I think I've talked about this before, but it's very common for like, this is very common in marriages where someone will leave, mentally check out, but they can't tell anyone because if they tell their husband or wife or their partner that they've left, um, it means they're probably going to get a divorce and their whole family is going to crumble apart. Because like I said earlier, Mormons prioritize their religion above anything else. They prioritize it above their family. So if someone in the family leaves, you have to break off of them a lot of the time and it's really sad. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand with how you're isolated and rejected. If you're married in a Mormon relationship and you decide not to be part of it anymore, you're basically going to have to throw your marriage out. A lot of time this isn't true. There's many like um, couples that are willing to work through it and say, okay, that's fine. Just let me do my own thing and you can do your own thing. We're still family and we love each other. And that's the best way to go about it. But Oftentimes, that's not how it works and ends up breaking an entire family apart. This is even worse when there's kids involved in the family and they're not sure what to do. They either will go with dad or mom, the one who left, and say, okay, I think I don't like this either, and they'll go with whoever that is, whoever that parent is. Or um, they'll see, like, oh... My mom or dad went down this horrible path. I can't talk to them anymore. I can't um, be around them anymore because they're not Mormon. They've chosen the wrong path, so they're a bad parent. So it can go either way. And it's really, it's just not a good thing to have happen. It can cause depression, not only for the person who has left the church, but for an entire family. Because they know that they're no longer going to be associated with that person. That they've um, kind of violated a thing that's very important in their family. A huge aspect. And Mormonism kind of brings the families together a lot. It's a very big um, talking point within families. It's a big thing that kind of brings everyone together. And there's another depression that happens, and this is when you leave and you don't know what to believe in. You have no idea what your point, what the point of life is anymore. Like many ex-Mormons, they just lose their sense of spirituality. And the problem with this is that spirituality is a key part in someone's health. It goes with physical, mental, and emotional health. Um... Many psychiatrists say having a good sense of spirituality is just as important as exercising or being mentally clear. It has a big impact on someone.
So when you lose that spirituality, it puts you in a bad place because you're losing this key aspect of your health. And that can cause depression and it can make you kind of lack behind in other um, parts of life. Um, and the reason this is so hard is that you grow up or you know what the point of life is. You know what's going to happen. You know that you're going to go to heaven afterwards. You know what the point of life is. You know why you're there. You know why everything exists. It's all, you're all told that because you're part of this religion that kind of provides everything for you. Once you leave, that's no longer there anymore. You have to figure everything out for yourself, and it's very confusing. Like, you know, the problem with this is that many ex-Mormons lose trust in all religious structures and become atheists. Which is good, Being becoming an atheist right after, you're still kind of belonging to a faith, and you kind of know what the point of life is in some sort of way. Not really to the same... How do I say it? The same level as like a religious person does, but you know what you're doing. You kind of know what you're believing in. But a lot go agnostic and then they become confused and that can cover the problem. But sometimes doing agnostic is good for the person because they develop their own independent beliefs and believe what they want to believe, which is a good thing. And we kind of touched on that in the last episode on how that can be a freedom also. You are free to think for yourself. You no longer have someone telling you what to believe in. And there are some ex-Mormons that do leave and immediately convert to another religion. So this issue isn't really much of a thing for them. And that can be very nice for the person because they know they know what's going on. Um, but yeah, basically you leave... You have no idea what the point of life is, so you kind of get depressed after that because you are super confused. And that kind of happened to me. It took me a long time to figure out what the heck is, what, why am I here? I just kept asking myself, why am I here? What's the point of all this? Is there a God? Is there not a God? And I am kind of still think that same way right now, but I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, things are just going to happen. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to be the best person I can. I'm going to develop my own morals and do it. If there's a God, I'm going to do what they think is right. And that's kind of where I'm at with my life in regards to my religious beliefs. And there is a very common form of depression that comes after leaving also. And this one is almost all ex-Mormons experience this. So when you leave, or while you're leaving, before you leave, you find out you're living a big lie. That what you were believing wasn't true and that you've been conned. And this obviously brings about some sadness and some grief. Because many ex-Mormons go down rabbit holes of information, finding out all of these things about their religion that they believed in, they find all these things at once, it all confronts them, and all this damning information coming at them shocks them and can make you enter a grief cycle. And I'll kind of go over like the steps of the grief cycle here and how they relate to leaving the Mormon religion. 
So if you're familiar with the grief cycle, there's five steps, and I'll go over them right here. So I'll kind of go off and explain what the grief cycle is. Whenever you go through like a loss of something, um, you enter this cycle. Um, this is very common with death, common with losing a job. It's common, um, how do I say it? When It's very common in divorce also. So the first step you go through is denial, then anger, then bargaining, um, then depression, and then acceptance. And I'll go over each one of these. So denial is the first stage. The ex-Mormon is hesitant to believe they, the information they have found out. So they'll kind of be like, no, this can't be true. This can't be true. I, I don't think any of this actually happened. I don't think this information is right. I think it's all just anti-Mormon stuff, trying to get people to leave. And then they go down the rabbit holes a little bit more and find out it's all true. And they kind of just doubt all this stuff at first. But then it goes on to the next stage, which is anger. And then the person leaving develops anger from finding out that they were betrayed and lied to. And they often ask themselves a lot of questions like, how did I believe this? How could they do such a thing to me? Why did my parents make me believe this? They're mad that they found all this stuff out. They're mad that they're sucked into a lie. And it comes out in the form of anger and frustration. And this stage often lasts kind of a while. Many ex-Mormons get really mad that they were kind of conned their entire life. And it's completely understandable. And then there's the next stage, bargaining. With the bargaining stage, um, people ask themselves a lot of what-if questions. Kind of bargain with themselves. So these questions they ask themselves, these what-if questions, are what if I studied the scriptures more? Um, what if I didn't find this information? What if I had a close relationship to God? What if I talked to my bishop about this? Um, what if I found this stuff out earlier? Kind of things like that. And this stick doesn't last too long. It's very short in regards to a faith transition, I believe. As with like death... This bargaining stage, you'll ask questions kind of like, what if I took them to the hospital earlier? What if I um, made them take their medication? What if I didn't let them go in the car that day? Etc. things like that. It's kind of more, the bargaining stage applies more to other things in my opinion, but it still can kind of relate with faith transition. And then comes the depression stage, kind of what we're talking about right now. The ex-Mormon is faced with reality and will often withdraw from others. They realize the seriousness of what has happened and they ponder their emotions and the information they have received. So they go on and they just kind of realize, well, this is what it's going to be. This is what it is. This is the sad situation of what has happened. And this can be really hard. This stage can last a very long time because they're just trying to figure things out. They're like, what, where am I going to take my life now? What am I going to believe in? And they're hit with all these things they now have to do. 
how am I going to tell my family I don't believe in this? Should I tell my bishop about this? Should I go back to church? Um, they kind of just stay away and kind of think about all this stuff they went through. And then comes the final stage, the acceptance stage. Probably the most important one. The ex-Mormon moves on and starts living their new life. They accept the reality of the situation and try to find out how if... And they try to find how... Ugh, sorry, guys. They're trying to find out how they are going to live their new life without Mormonism in it. So after the depression stage, they go. They have their time to think about it, be sad about it. And once they're kind of over it, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to move past this sometime. I'm going to have to figure out how to live with my life, what I'm going to do now. And I'm okay with this. I'm okay knowing that this happened and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to go on with my life. And it can take a very long time for people to get here just because it's such a big thing. Um, and all these things are very common with people leaving other religions too, like Islam, Jehovah Witness, Catholicism, Judaism, etc. These things apply to them too when they leave, not just Mormons. And... It is, it's just a very common thing for people to enter the cycle after they leave. Many people experiencing a phase transition like this kind of describe it as the same feeling you have when you're losing a loved one. Because it's a very personal and traumatic experience to realize that you were engulfed in like this huge spiritual lie. And that's kind of why people say it's like losing a loved one, you know. It's been close to your entire life. You grew to love this topic, this um, spirituality, this faith. It told you what to do. It was there for you when you're in dark times. It always had your back. It's kind of like God kind of falling towards a death in some sort of way. And that's why it creates this grief cycle because you're losing something very close to you that had your back, that you could turn to, you're losing it forever. Um, and there are many resources available to those dealing with these emotions. And honestly, my... Um, how do I say this? The best resource I can give to those dealing with a faith transition is therapy. Finding an appropriate therapist that kind of has um, a forte in faith transition, talking to them about leaving, talking to them about your emotions, and they'll help you out with it. They'll kind of, they'll give you advice, and it's good to talk through everything with them. Along with therapy, there's a lot of other things specifically catered towards post-Mormonism out there. There's a lot of online support groups available for ex-Mormons struggling with faith transition depression. I've seen a lot of these on Facebook. You can join a Facebook group. People will post stuff about their experiences. They'll go out for advice, and everyone's kind of there to help you out. Um, 
unfortunately with Facebook, people can kind of know you're in a group sometimes. So that might not be the best thing for people that are trying to hide from their families or stay in the closet about this. There is another online community, the ex-Mormon subreddit. This is a very big one that many, many ex-Mormons go to. It's a huge community. It provides people with a community and it you can kind of post whatever you want there about Mormonism, ex-Mormonism. Um, and a lot of people have your back in that community. There's like no contention. People are only there to love you. And it's great. Everyone there understands what you're going through. And you can easily find a friend with that community. There's even a live chat room that I believe the subreddit has made recently so if you need like immediate help and don't want to like post something go to that chat room and they'll help you out you can find someone that will give you some advice someone to kind of rant if you need to rant about something just get stuff off your chest it's a great resource there's another organization that's out there to help people it's called the ex-mormon foundation it offers ex-mormons emotional therapy not therapy, emotional support, and resources to help them with their transition. I believe this foundation can kind of help you find a good therapist to go to if you need um, help with your faith transition. They provide people you can talk to. Um, basically, reach out to them for anything. They'll be right there and help you with whatever you need in whatever way you need it. To access this foundation, I believe it's just exmormonfoundation.org. That's where you can get to them. And there's another big one. This is not just for ex-Mormons. This is for people trying to find spirituality after leaving Mormonism. This is called the Thrive Conference. This is an annual conference held in Salt Lake City that helps people rekindle their spirituality after leaving their religion. They also have a website. It's called thriveconference.org. This organization is very popular among ex-Mormons and was found by John Dellen. If you don't know who John Dellen is, he's the host of the Mormon Stories podcast, and he's also an ex-Mormon. He's a very big voice in the ex-Mormon community. My wife actually went to this conference, and she loved it. I didn't get a chance to go. I wish I did. But basically at this conference, they offer like motivational speeches. There's a lot of people there to kind of motivate you and help you through your transition. There's even like they have other faiths there that you can go to and kind of explore the religions. Like my wife even saw the community of Christ there. And if you're not sure who the community of Christ is, it's never a sect of Mormonism. It's a bit more progressive and liberal. Um, they broke off and didn't... Basically, they f were founded by... I forgot who. I think it was Joseph Smith's son or, or brother. Instead of it getting passed on to Brigham Young, theirs was on to Joseph Smith's brother, I think. And they still live in the Book of Mormon. It's just very progressive instead. And some people like that. I think still want to stick with Mormonism, but don't want to have a the same sort of rules. Anyways, Community of Christ was there. There's some other religions. I I think my wife told me she saw like a... No, never mind. 
it wasn't my wife that told me that. I think I saw something about some Buddhists being there and kind of helping people out too. But basically, it's just a huge conference, helps you get through things, gives you all these resources you can use to your advantage. All these people are there to help you, no matter where you are, even if you're like an ex-Jehovah Witness, or if you're just questioning things, it's a great place to go to. They can kind of help you through that and provide you things that may help you out. And I think we'll wrap this up today. Um, Guys, if you're feeling depressed after leaving, it's totally normal. Many people are still like finding depression even years after leaving. And it's normal. This is a very normal thing. You're letting go of a huge thing that was involved in your life. And it's okay. And I encourage everyone who is dealing with these emotions to find some help. Find someone to talk to. Find someone to kind of let all this stuff off your chest because it's a big thing. Keeping all this, these feelings to yourself, can it's only going to do you worse in the long run. Please just, if you need to, write about it. Make a post on the ex-Mormon subreddit. Listen to other people's experiences. Go read some forms. I forgot to mention, with the resources, there's so many ex-Mormon forms out there. There's just so many forms you can go to and read other people's experiences, how they dealt with it. And so many people deal with this faith transition in different ways. So many people have different experiences with it. Some ex-Mormons go out through it with no problem. Their family accepts them. They go through it. They're fine. They don't even go through the grief cycle sometimes. While others, they find everything out at once. It's terrible. They have to hide it from their family. And if they tell their family, they're going to end up on the street having to go find somewhere else to live. There's been people in every situation. You're not alone. I just encourage you guys, find some help. If you really are feeling these sad emotions about it, just just get some help, guys. That's my biggest advice towards you. You are loved. You are important. And I know that when you leave, it can feel like you're not really worth anything because this church has told you that once you leave, you have nowhere to go. There's, you're going to be sad your entire life. You're going to be depressed your entire life. There's going to be nothing for you. There's going to be no opportunities going your way. And that is complete bullcrap. Complete bullcrap. That is to keep you in the church and not leave. Do not fall for this rhetoric, guys. Because it only makes them grow stronger and have more of a hold over your life. And we don't want that. You want everyone to move on and live an authentic life. And that's the most important thing here about moving on. Is that you get to live freely. You get to live how you want. You no longer have an organization that is holding you back and telling you what and what not to do. And if you do something wrong, then you're going to hell. That's not how it works. So please... Find someone to talk to. I keep saying that over and over, 
but it's only because it's so important. And I want all of you to just realize how important you are and that nothing can tell you otherwise. You guys are loved. You guys are treasured. People love you. Even if your family is no longer there for you, there's still people out there that love you. There are people that want to be your friend. There are people that want to get to know you more and people that would be very sad if you went away. And if these emotions are making you consider taking your life, I just urge you guys, please get some help if that's happening. And please know that no matter who you are, your life matters. You are bigger than this. You are bigger than this organization. You're bigger than this religion that has been telling you what to do your entire life. You are more important. And no one can tell you otherwise. Period. All right. So that's going to be it for today. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you next Sunday. Peace out.